Now, this is the ultimate guide to self-publishing presented by Black Sands with your host, Manuel. Now, I promise you, I will be helping you write narratives in later episodes that will help you make profits and get your ideas out in the world. But this is not the time for that. Right now, I have to prep you for a life as a business owner. This means protecting you from day one mistakes commonly made. That means ownership, partnerships, initial funding, scope of work. You better be prepared to write this down, or you can just subscribe to your preferred podcast platform. <laughs> but first, let's talk about vanity metrics, all right? Because this is a huge topic for me. Uh, I've seen a lot of people tout vanity metrics as measures of success, and they still have to go and check in a nine-to-five at work and do a two-hour commute every single day. Right, because they got to pay their bills at home, but they'll tell me about their vanity metrics. Like, I got a hundred thousand reads, like, a hundred thousand reads means absolutely nothing, and I'm gonna tell you why. So, first things first, right? People chase vanity metrics all the time when entering the writing industry. Things like followers, likes, comments, reads give creators such a massive ego. It feels good getting 10,000 reads on my free ebook, right. Feels great. Uh, They do this for years. But then one day, they decide to go to the next level. You know what, guys? I'm going to do a Kickstarter for a show based on my series that has 200,000 reads. If only one of them, only 1% of them back my campaign, I will have massive success. So you start a campaign with a goal of $100,000. And after 28 days... You get 40 backers and $600 raised. Now, what is the end result? Your career is over because you just hit a death spiral once your pride has been shattered. All right? It feels terrible to lose a Kickstarter campaign. It feels way worse, though, when you have such high expectations. And since you've never actually gone to market, Those expectations get completely 100% shattered. You can't figure out what went wrong and you just end up quitting. Do not be that person. You know know why I know that this happened? Because at the end of the day, uh, no one paid to read your first book. That's why. No one paid. And since they didn't pay, they didn't have a continued cost to keep supporting you. Because there is no continued cost, they will give it another chance, even though they're not feeling it. The next book costs just $2. You would find out immediately if you have real fans. And you could make proper projections. But you kept focusing on the feel-good metrics to avoid rejection. To ultimately set yourself up for a soul-crushing rejection of the big fail. Now, I'm going to be honest with you 100%, right? People want to avoid rejection, and it's a real big dilemma in, in general because, you know, you know, people just don't have the, the confidence sometimes to go out there and put a price on their work, right, and see if people will buy. Because before you do anything when it comes to scaling and everything else, you got to know who your customer is. You got to know who you're marketing to. But you'll never know that if people aren't spending money on your product initially. 
That is why I don't care if you got 100,000 reads or 200,000 reads. In fact, the story I'm telling you about now, the one where I was talking about the 200,000, that is a real thing. There was a person on Webtoons that had 500,000 reads on their series, all right? And they thought they could raise $100,000 to do an animation based on that series because, hey, I got literally 80,000 subscribers on Webtoons. I can't possibly lose. They raised $3,000 for their campaign over 28 days on Indiegogo. It was crazy. It was, it was one of the biggest failures I've ever seen in my life with such a massive audience that allegedly follows them. Do you understand? This is a this is a doomsday scenario for a lot of people, right? And even though you're not going to get as many reads in the future if you set a price, right? If you pay, if you make people pay for chapter 2 and chapter 3 of your ebook, you might not make you might not get 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 reads on your next chapters. But that 1,000 people that paid $2, right? First, they're paying your bills. Secondly, they actually have something to say that matters. Real, actual feedback. And their word actually matters to you because you know how to now get that kind of customer. You didn't know before. You didn't know who was the person that was willing to pay for your stuff. But now that you do know, you could begin to plan ahead. So don't be scared. Man up. All right? Now, let's talk about feedback because feedback is another one of those things that I feel people just completely fall apart on, all right? They want to have positive feedback, and they take any feedback as valuable feedback when it's not the case. A lot of it could be extremely detrimental to your future. So let's go through it. Here's another um, scenario. I talk to people all the time. This is the kind of conversation I have, right? Let's say, so this is the other person, right? People say, my story is awesome. I go, great. How many? They say, a lot. I say, okay, how many did they buy, right? And they say, oh, I haven't sold any yet. And then, you know, my question is, then then you have no clue whether your story is good, right? And, and the reason why I say that is this. Sales is a direct measurement of whether something is good or not. I know people like to say, oh, this story sold millions of dollars, but it's trash. You can say that, but... According to sales, that's not true, right? According to the fact that they are more popular than the good story means that that is not true, right? Now, we could feel like another story is better, but at the end of the day, what's better is the one that sells the most units. Unfortunately, that's the way the world works. So, we got to know what feedback we need to take, what feedback will improve us, and what feedback will hold us back. So, here's my thing for you, all right? Feedback is worthless if the person giving feedback is a friend, family, or colleague. Let me repeat myself. Feedback is worthless if the person giving feedback is a friend, family member, or colleague. I'm going to say this a third time because I know a lot of you guys are hard-headed. So I'm, I'm going to say this a third time, all right? This is, I'm your sensei. All right, I'm your sensei, and I'm trying to make sure that you understand the critical things you need to know in order to be successful and not waste your money and time in this game. So I'm going to say it a third time. Feedback is worthless if the person giving feedback is a friend, family member, or colleague. 
Now, the only feedback that matters is from customers. And customers are random individuals who purchase your product. Let me repeat that again. They are random individuals who purchase your product. If you know them, they're not a customer. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your family member paid for your stuff. They're doing it because it's a favor. They feel inclined to support you in some kind of way. It's not a real measurement of whether you're selling something or not. If your friends, families, and colleagues are the ones doing the purchasing. Do you understand? You need that independent feedback. You don't need feedback from people who have a lot to lose if they hurt you. Understand? So... The reason why we care about customers because their critiques will be honest because they sacrifice their labor to read your content. For those who don't know, cash equals labor. Every dollar a person has costs them some amount of labor to get, right? You got to work for your money. So in other words, they're sacrificing their personal time in order to pay for your product, which means it has to be good. Now, I know what you're thinking. Uh, Why is feedback from friends, families, and colleagues worthless? Well, the answer is found in the law. So that, my friend, is conflict of interest. Will it hurt the friendship if they tell you your story is trash? Will a family member feel compelled to boost your confidence even though they hate books altogether? They don't even read books, but they're going to tell you it's amazing. Uh, Will a colleague have to deal with a potential disgruntled worker in the future, because they gave an honest critique and now labeled a hater. You know, none of these parties have any incentive to be honest. So they won't. But your customers will. Your customers are 100% honest with you at all time because you know what? They spent their money on it. So they ain't got no reason to go and lie to you. They want a better product if your product needs to be improved. And if they think that your product had knocked it out the park, they'll let you know by buying book two. <laughs> and that's the reality of this entire game is that, you know, you got to make money if you want to be successful in this industry, period. You're not going to go you're not going to go and write 25, 30 books with no sales on any of them. First, you won't have the time. Right. You're going to work nine to five forever. Right. Making somebody else rich because, you know, you just simply refuse to make money. Right. But if you are one of those people who want to do this for a living, who wants to finally get your your dream job as the writer for life, I write books every day of my life. That's all I do. And when I wake up, I don't have to check in or drive two hours to go to an office, you know, to clock in and do all this stuff. I could just wake up, get to writing and then take a break. Take a break whenever I feel like it. Go down to the street whenever I feel like it because I have freedom. I am a writer. If you want that life, you're going to have to make some sacrifices on your on what you consider good versus what is effective. All right. But we're trying to do here in the ultimate guide to self-publishing is learn the effective strategies. We'll sacrifice the good for the effective, because at the end of the day, right, I've seen millions of books which were good and sold like 100 copies. And then I've seen people who had average books who sold thousands of copies, right? Now, which one do you think has a career in writing versus which one did a book that will be forgotten and nobody will ever read it, right? Because remember, 
Um, sales is not just a measurement of success. It also is a measure of influence. All right. So if 10,000 people buy your book, that means at least 10,000 people truly authentically read your series. Right. Versus the person who sold 100 copies. Right. They got 100 readers. That's facts. That's facts. There's no other way around that. You're not influencing people. So that story that you wanted the world to know about, that story that you were building up so that the world can finally know your name and know how you're doing it, no one knows your name. You'll be lost in the pages of history, never to be known again. Don't be that person, all right? I want you to be successful. In order to be successful, we got to be grounded in reality, all right? So... Let's go into our final thoughts, our final thoughts for this session, all right? Now that we understand these two fundamental ideas of what is a vanity metric and why we shouldn't be chasing them and what kind of feedback we need to take in order to begin our process, right, we should finally start looking into our actionables, right, the things that we're going to do. So first, if you currently have creative works out there already, all right, so you're a writer already, right, or you're an artist already, and you have something out there. What I want you to do is analyze yourself based on what I said today. See if there is any red flags, whether it's the feedback you've gotten from people that you know, or it's vanity metrics. Like you have a lot of metrics that sound good on paper, but don't mean anything to your financial freedom, right? So find out those numbers, look at those numbers, write them down. And make sure that you have it in your head. These are vanity metrics. They're not metrics of success. We have to understand that. These are metrics that make us feel good, but it's no different than hitting really hard in a video game. It's not going to make a difference if you can't kill the boss. If you can't kill the boss, it doesn't matter how hard you hit, right? Meanwhile, somebody's just tanking it, doing barely any damage at all, but they always win, right? And we're like, but I want to hit hard. Right. It's like, it's like it's like it's like we chase the big numbers, but we don't chase the actual end result. So write those down and just let you know if you're a patron subscriber already. So you already joined my patron community at patreon.com slash black sands. Then uh, you can ask me in the discord channel, the discord channel for um, the black sands uh, Patreon community is now officially for the podcast. So we're going to be asking questions directly after the podcast in there. I'm going to be answering them directly. And on certain days, we're also going to have group sessions where you can straight up talk and ask your questions. We're recording. It'll be one of those special podcast episodes once every two weeks or so. We'll have straight up creators asking questions, and getting advice from Manuel Godoy. The second, if you're new to this, right? So if you're new to creating in general, and you want to start a career in this, the first thing I will tell you is just wait, all right? Just wait a second. Because at the end of the day, you know, you need a few more episodes before you begin, all right? I'm trying to do the prep work. This is the prep work for that first page. You don't want to write that first page, and you don't want to get yourself involved in partnerships and anything else until you've listened to at least six episodes of our podcast. And that's when I'm going to start the creative process too. So like on my seventh episode, I'm going to start the creative process, right? So we can actually go into how to make an effective story that's going to sell, but we're not going to do that immediately. So please hold your horses. All right. (laughs) 
Let's see. Uh, I, I just want to also explain, too, that, you know, while I'm giving this hard advice and I am going to, you know, beat you down every now and then, I'm doing this to build your character, all right? You need to be tough like Teflon when you're in this industry because eventually people are going to eventually try to slander you if you ever make success, right? People are going to hate on you for no apparent reason. Even if they never read your stuff, they're still going to hate on you. And this is going to build your character up so you can deal with any of the millions of problems that are going to pop up later on in your career, so, um, you know, I'm going to build you up. I'm going to build you up and make you super tough, and then you're going to be able to dominate. All right? Now, the only reason why I say that is because I'm not the patron saint of publishing, right? I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years simply for not making sound business decisions, right? So, you know, hopefully by listening, you'll avoid these in your career. So be patient, you know? And then lastly, share this with anyone you feel it will help. If you noticed... Even though this is a self-publishing podcast, right, would this be helpful? Um, would this episode have been helpful to somebody who went to open a restaurant? You know what I'm saying? My podcast is designed to help you in any situation as a business owner, but I give specific examples from the industry so you can improve yourself. So that's how I'm going to be doing it. Now, this is my first podcast, so please Please leave feedback on any platform that you're on, whether it's Spotify, Apple, whatever. Definitely Apple for sure because it massively helps the rankings for our new podcast. So leave a review there. Keep it very detailed. Be honest, right? You hate me, you hate me, right? If you love it, please leave an amazing review. And uh, I'm going to appreciate that greatly. And also make sure to subscribe. This is Manuel Godoy, and you are listening to The Ultimate Guide to Self-Publishing. Presented by Black Sands.